Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Sado Podcast, the Sitcom Archive Deep Dive Overdrive. I am one of your co-hosts, Alison Barton-Simmons. Now then, I'm Ex Benedict. And we are here. We've been here for a while now. We are almost towards the end of the fourth series of the super 70s sitcom The Good Life. Yes, it's a belter, isn't it? I'm glad we picked it to do first. I am. Because we do have plans to do lots of other sitcoms, but it was a good one to start off with, wasn't it? Absolutely. We've had plenty to get our teeth into, and um, it's been it's been a delight so far. That's how I describe yeah, it. definitely. And we're nearly at the end of Series 4, but this, and then four more episodes to go before we uh, move on to another sitcom. So by all means, send us some suggestions as to what you think we should look at and pull apart. We'd love to hear from you and your thoughts on um, where we should take this next, but just still concentrating on The Good Life, we're now up to Series 4, Episode 5 today, the episode called Suit Yourself. Yeah, we went to the effort of finding out the name of the episode. We did this time, yes, yes we did. Um, Yeah, we thought we'd best add. um, But we're we're a, a listen along podcast, so you can... Join in by watching the episode that corresponds with the with the podcast episode. We tweet out each week where you can find the episodes to watch, either on Daily Motion. There's there's a few sort of cut and shut episodes on YouTube where you have to sort of search out a, a specific third of the episode. It's a bit strange. Mm. Um, or you could just watch it on on good old DVD. But of course, it's not a prerequisite. If you just want to listen to us without watching the episode, you can do. A mate of mine stopped me in the street the other day. He's been listening to it un- unbeknownst to me. He just shouted over, Oi, oi! Oh, that's <laughs> amazing! Oh, an oi, oi in the streets! I love Got it! Oi, oi! And he said he's Fabulous. not been bothering watching the old ones, but he just he says we describe it enough for him without him going back. Oh, see, I well, don't know if that's a perhaps a criticism that we, we describe it in too much detail, but he said it was um, good fun and he's oh, enjoyed listening, so that was nice to wonderful. know. Wonderful! I think we just we, we paint pictures with words, Ben. That's how I see it. We must do, yeah. Um, Big, yes, massive, but... stupid pictures like Jackson yeah. Pollock's. Um, but you know, you don't have to. You don't have to watch the episode. Is what we're saying. Just listen to us if you like, and leave us a review. Always leave us a review. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, please. Um, before we get started, though, Ben, um, I am going to pull on again my Les Dawson trousers and do a blankety blank if you'd like. Oh, you're going to les up. I am indeed. Are you ready for um, a three-rounder of Blankety Blank? Probably not, but let's go for it. Let's have a try. Good life, Blankety Blank, Blankety Blank. Good life, Blankety Blank, Blankety Blank. Good life, Blankety Blank, Blankety Blank, Blankety Blank. Blankety Blank! Okay, this first one. So your first Blankety Blank is Tom... Did you wash your hands after messing about with those blanks? Right, I'm going to say Barbara. Yes. Um, now, what does he mess about with? Well, he messes about with a lot of things. Don't he? He's a tinkerer. Uh, could have been chickens, but I'm, I don't think so. Uh, go on, give us the episode. It's from Say Little Hen, Series 1, Episode 2. Oh, so it might well be chickens. Um, did you? I'm going to go chickens. Sod it. Yay! I thought it was too obvious. Tom, oh, did you wash your well. hands after messing about with those chickens? Correct. Two marks. Hey, what a start. Blankety blank number two. 
what am I supposed to do? Watch from the back door in my blank blank. Hmm. What am I supposed to do? Watch from the back door in my blank blank. Go on, give us the episode. Backs to the Wall, Series 1, Episode 7. This is where Tom had knackered his back, isn't it? Yes. So Tom said it? Yes. What am I supposed to do? Watch from the back door in my... I'm trying to think if he's wearing any sort of crutches or... Uh, nightgown or I don't know um, stupidity watch from the back door in my pyjamas well it's blank blank so it's two words pyjamas and slippers that's three words (laughs) well shit Uh, in my gym jams I'm no. sorry, but you got you got who who said it. Um, yeah. But in fact, it's what am I supposed to do? Watch you from the back door in my baby bouncer. Baby bouncer. Yes, because he, he he was feeling like he'd been infantilized because Barbara was taking over and getting on with all the work herself. Well, that was a hard one. I don't even remember. I know saying. it's a tough one. That. Oh well, three out of four. Okay, our final blankety blank. If, hold on, because I'm doing so well, is this a super match game? Super it's, match game. <laughs> it's a super match game. Super match game. <laughs> so you're on, you've got three points out of a possible four so far. Two final points. Are you ready? Yeah. I will say this, Tom. The day of the blank is coming. Margot. Yes. Woman. Yay! <laughs> Five out of six. Five out of six. That's that's better than ever before, eh? Well done. You didn't even need the episode, but it was from the Happy Event Series Three, Episode Two, and it was indeed Margot. Wow, I'm really chuffed with that. Well done. Not that, well done. Not that I'm competitive against myself. <laughs> yeah. My past records. But yeah, that's pretty good going. Hey, super duper. I enjoyed that. Thank you. That's all right. So, should we get on with the deep dive into this week's episode? Yeah, let's do it. Good life, good life, good life, good life, good life, good life, good life. So, we're into Series 4, Episode 5, Suit Yourself. Um, and we start off on the golf course again. We're back on the golf course. Um, Jerry and Margot are busy golfing as a couple. Having a jolly old time. However, the the there's balls in the bushes. It, it's a bit tricky, I think, for for good old Margot. Um, the bicker in a way, as they, they always do, though. This is just their um, mo, isn't it, in their marriage? But they just seem default. to get off on it. They love yeah. it. They do. I think they've even sort of admitted, haven't they, that, that that's part of the fun for them. Whereas, yeah, what, more or less, one couple might see it and think, "Oh gosh, they don't they don't get on." I think it's just part of their. It's part of just what they do. However, Tom is in the bushes, busy collecting nettles. He he does sort of mention at, at, at one point as well that when he's asked what he is doing, he does say, I am raping Mother Nature. Yeah, definitely. Hashtag different times. Mm. Not sure that's um, something you get away with now or that you really should get away with because 
trivializes yeah. the act somewhat, doesn't it? I'm not really a big fan of that. No, it didn't sit right with with me, but obviously it is. It's the, the 1970s. It's it was like you said, different times, and um, obviously was acceptable to to discuss it and use that word in that way. Yeah. It's just a it's a metaphor, but it's a, just a poorly chosen metaphor. We're not going to come down too harsh on the writers for this because, like you said, it's at different times. But yeah. I do like the fact that that now isn't seen as acceptable. Yeah, you me know, too. I don't think that's going too far. I don't. I'm not a big fan of controlling language to the nth degree, mm. and because I think that's a little bit fascist. But I think yeah. in this case, it's it's good to nip that in the bud as it has been. Yeah, because um, uh, Alan Pardew used it on Match of the Day, and I think he lost his job lost his job over it, which was yeah. probably too far. But, you know, there you go. If he, he could have easily said reaping Mother Nature, and that would have been fine. It would. There are other words that would have suited, I think. What are you doing now? I'm reaping Mother Nature. Don't be obscene. Yeah. Well, what the fucking loon is doing, hanging around in the bushes anyway, rather than just, you know, there's nettles everywhere, isn't it? Why does he have Why to go on a golf there? course? <laughs> Neither in his friends. While they're busy playing golf, and and he's got like a scythe. He looks like the, like some sort of weird demented reaper <laughs> hanging around the golf course, doesn't he? Oh. So he's he's busy he's busy collecting his nettles that he's he's going to take home, and they've got plans. The the goods have got plans for these nettles. Um, so when Tom's back at home, uh, Barbara is rolling up on the drive in the rotary cultivator, which is covered in sheep fleeces. Hmm. Which is very... They look like sheepskin rugs rather than sheep fleeces, I think, at this stage. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But the plan is to to use these fleeces to create wool to be to be used for, for clothing. That's the, that's but the she plan. But doesn't, she doesn't want to actually let the Leadbetters in on this, though, does she? Not She's at all. She's enjoying stringing them along. Not at all. So... The, the the plan is to dye them to dye everything green with the nettles. That's that's the combination of the two things: the collection of the nettles and the fleeces that that Barbara has been given after working on a farm. They were they were, they were given as payment, weren't they? When she when they worked on the farm. Mm. I don't know if this is seasonal because we've seen before that they do something horrendous like seventy eighty hour weeks. Yeah. But now they're giving up labour time to the farmer. Yeah. And then they're going off gathering nettles, and then they're dying using the nettles to create dye, and then they're using a loom to spin the wool. It sounds very like, labour-intensive. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, have a day off, for yeah. fuck's sake. Yeah. So Barbara is then in her kitchen and is elbows deep in the dye from the from the nettles, and there's things strewn around the kitchen in different varying shades of green. And Margot's desperate to know, what they're doing. What's all this about? She's, she turns up in the kitchen and she's desperate to know what's going on. But once she's turned up, I would have thought it's fairly obvious what's going on. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's quite transparent when she comes in and sees that Barbara's got green arms right up to her elbow. Yeah. They know that he's gathering nettles. They know that she's brought the wool back. So Margot's been a bit slow in the uptake, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they show her, they sort of take her through the different stages of what they're doing um, with the carding, with the um, things with with like nails sticking out and they're, they're sort of stretching the, the fibres of the of the fleeces. Yeah. Tom's apparently made his own spinning wheel after Margot's um, decorative spinning wheel music box didn't come to fruition. Yeah, I mean, that's quite impressive again. He is, is handy. But why go to all the subterfuge with Margot if you can make your own anyway? Isn't that his... his um... I know, yeah. 
his MO. Why didn't he just make one? Yeah. But I, I enjoyed the bit where he started, um, he obviously likes to tease Margot. Yes. And he teased her by saying, we tease the fleece. And then he starts teasing the fleece. Yes. <laughs> in effect, teasing Margot. So lots of sort of kind of like double meaning there. Yeah. Yeah. That was quite fun. Barbara reveals, doesn't she, that um, the table, because Margot says you ruined your kitchen table. Mm. And Barbara reveals they used to use it at table tennis before she got too good. And then Tom hid the bat so they couldn't play anymore. Oh, again, he's just never Speaks happy. volumes, doesn't it? He's never happy when she's sort of like one step ahead. It seems. No. Are you, look, it's a good guy has to quit. I know I've already said this, but at this stage, the fuss that they are making to, to make their own clothes, mm. they just never seem to learn that their time is worth more. Yes. I know they're trying to be self-sufficient, not spend money, but how much is your time worth? I know it's fictional. I, Have a day off, Ben. I know. I know, I know <laughs> but I get it. I get it. The pig farmer that came with the pig stud. Is that what yeah, they're the called? Yeah, the pig pimp. The pig pimp. Who was giving them tips and ideas on how they could better live this life more productively. I'm sure he didn't have on his list start dyeing things with nettles because it just seems to be a time sapper. Yeah. He called them out over the fact they were just playing and that's yeah. what it seems. It's like every yeah. time they have an idea, we'll do it. But as we know, this is really born of the fact that Esmond and Larby were running out of self-sufficiency ideas. Yeah. But what's quite clever is the way they they pull all this together. It's impressive how the story comes together because yes. they've pulled in the night school from a previous story. Yeah. They've pulled in the spinning wheel and the loom from last week. So such care and attention goes into their writing, even if it is very contrived to get to this stage for yeah. this story. Mm. You know what I mean? It's quite a nice setup as well for the end of the very, very end of this episode, which we will get which to. Which is a great scene, isn't and it? And it is yeah. it's all set up for, for that, isn't it? For that joke. And, and yeah. It's worth it. It is. It is. It, the payoff is is worth it. That's the acid test, isn't it? Yeah. It's got to be a big laugh to be worth all this exposition. Mm. But what I enjoyed from this whole scene with Margot being having a demonstration, yeah, is that it was quite educational because Barbara even says like you can get yellow from onion skins and brown yeah. from walnut shells. The whole scene is exposition for what they're doing, but it also explains the art of weaving your clothes, which I didn't know. Mm. So I actually found it quite educational. Good life, good life, good life, good life, good life, good life, good life. Barbara cites cottage industry again to Margot. Yes. This is the third or fourth time she said, we're a cottage industry in these episodes. Mm. And every time they create a cottage industry, they burn it to the foot to the ground (laughs) because they don't want to be caught in a rat race. (laughs) It's that balance, isn't it? It's that balance between what they're doing and these extra little bits, isn't it? And they, they never seem to quite get it right. They just seem to run at it like headlong into this this new addition but then aren't happy when it works and when it takes off and when it starts to take up their time shiny object syndrome that's what they've got isn't yeah, it yeah a little bit a little bit i quite like i quite liked when um, when I, I can't remember if it was tom or barbara who said would you like a demo and barbara <laughs> says do you mean a demonstration as if they as if it was a demo was a sort of shortening that didn't exist in the <laughs> 70s she must have known what they meant yeah <laughs> Jerry arrives and he reveals to, to Margot that Sir has invited them for dinner at the Fatted Calf. Sir is, is due for retirement, which we, we knew was sort of rumbling and that this, this was sort of a story that was going to, to, to break soon. And he's about to announce his successor, which Jerry has been greasing the wheels for his own 
his own gain, I suppose, for for in 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 willingness and readiness for taking over from Sir. That's that's the dream for the Leadbetters. Hmm. Um, he's there's others in line too. Well, there is because Mar- Margot's been studying the form, hasn't yes, she? Closely. Yes. <laughs> he's there's there's Snet- Snetterton. Yes. Is is one, um, and the other guy is Dolby. So there's people, there's other people that are in line for the for the role as well. So it's all mm. about out out manoeuvring those two for for the Leadbetters. Margot sets the scene here for later on by saying how snivelling Snetterton is. And she also weirdly casts aspersions about his sexuality. Yeah, she does. She does. There's there's hints, isn't there? There's all there's hints going going around. Yeah, it's probably all homosexuality is on its way from Epsom, and um, <laughs> yes. Margot Margot's yeah. um, horrified by this. In this scene, I like the I like the way Barbara says, "Oh, do let's sit down." It was almost like something from the famous five. <laughs> she is very jolly hockey sticks, isn't she? Well, yeah, because when it comes on to them, the idea of making them a suit, she she's the one who says it really sort of well-spoken yeah. elocution style. She says suit rather suit. than suit. Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah, she is very, yeah. It's easy to forget that the goods are middle class as well. Oh, do let's sit down. We sort of we sort of judge them as being ex- extreme, opposite extremes, don't we? That the Leadbetters are this middle class aspiring to the higher echelons, and the goods are like a lower class version of of that. But it's not really. They're, they're both they're both coming from the same sort of starting point, really, aren't they? Well, yeah. But what's interesting is that despite the fact that they're both middle class, mm. they've got different outlooks. Where the Leadbetters are very conservative. Yeah. And very about climbing a ladder. The yeah. goods don't care about the materialist stuff. And then we also saw, of course, when we had um, Lady Frodsham or whatever her name was. What was her name? Um, George. Yeah, George. <laughs> but that that applies to the upper classes as well. Just yeah. because she's upper class, it doesn't mean that she's necessarily snobby. You know, she no, was far exactly. less snobby than Margot. She yes. was um, more interested in helping people, which I think is a nice social message that they've built into this. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't need to be one extreme or the other. You can you can sort of be all encompassing, can't you? Yeah, just because you're born into a certain class or you you know you've been raised doesn't mean you, your values necessarily reflect the stereotypes around. Exactly, that. exactly. Margot and Jerry are now discussing about what they're going to wear to this this occasion because it's obviously yeah. a big occasion. And Tom says, "Put your checkbook away." And he starts measuring Jerry up. I think he's going to weave him something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which would be amazing. But Jerry's Jerry's got it all under control. He's got this format. He's got this, this thing that he's put together of his plans for how he's going to take the plastic animal in cereal box company forward. Yeah. One of the things that he's written in that format is that he wants to withdraw luncheon vouchers from the proletariats on the first floor. In order to make a bust of Sir. Oh, what a dick move. It's a proper Tory move, isn't it? Horrible. I mean, you know. <laughs> oh. You could definitely Maybe. see the current lot doing that. Can they not just make way. a bust out of the plastic that they make the lions out of and tigers for the cereal yeah. boxes? Just make it out of plastic. It makes you think Jim Hacker would have privatised the NHS, doesn't it? <laughs> mm, oh. Bravo, Jerry. Don't panic, Margot! I'm not panicking. I'm awaiting instructions. So in, we're back in the kitchen of the of the goods, and Barbara's got very green hands and has managed to not only dye the fleeces with the with the 
nettle slutch, but also make dinner from it. And she's prepared soup mm. with, with the same concoction. Oh, it made me feel a bit ill looking at that soup. Well, it is, um, you know, true to their values of self-sustainability and not wasted, <sighs> isn't it? She's used used it for two different things. Oh, She's yuck. being um, inventive. Very inventive. I hope she's not just heated up the dye and just served it as soup. I hope she's she's sort of like siphoned it off before she started. Have you ever had nettle soup? I don't think I have because I've got a fear that it would be scratchy. I don't think it is scratchy because <laughs> they don't leave they don't leave all the stinging bits in. But I can imagine it would. It's probably very yeah. tasty, but yeah, but we'll never know because we won't try it. Will we? No, I don't want a scratchy throat. But in, instead, that they eat the chicken instead, don't they? At this point, when they decide that the nettle soup's horrible, Olivia and the chicken. Moved, they've moved on from that episode where Tom couldn't bring himself to shoot the chicken somewhat. Yeah, no, it's banging and it's it's on the plate. Yeah, very um, very single-minded and heartless of Barbara. I thought really. I think it's it, it must just be it must just get easier. I suppose the things that you fear at the beginning, like shooting a mm. chicken in the head with a gun. It just becomes easier when you know that you've nothing to eat, perhaps. Yeah, but she definitely shares a ruthless side there. She does, yeah, she does. Margot and Jerry come bustling in and they're all dressed up to the nines to go out for dinner with Sir. And they look very dapper. I'll mention this more in Fashion Corner later on, but they're very classic looking, aren't they? They look they look very dressed up and lovely. Yeah, and the goods are really sweet in their encouragement as well for Jerry. They're really rooting for him, aren't they? They are, and off off they they toddle to their um their dinner at the fatted calf, and this is quite a quite a fun scene where they're all sat around the table in the restaurant. Um, Very hammy, isn't it? I it enjoyed is. the hamminess of it. There's lots of trying to outdo each other, and Margot's great. She's she's very good at selling Jerry. She's very good at making people aware of of Jerry's strengths. I think, which is such a good wife. Well, we saw in that when she wrestled control of the um, dramatic society <laughs> from from Dolly Mountshaft. Yes, we saw how good she was at politicking in that scene. She is. How, we just see it again here how well she's playing the room and playing Sir. Who did you notice didn't bring Felicity with him? I did spot that. What I wonder what that was about. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's got a bit on the side now. Mind you, she wasn't there either. So. No, just Snetterton. Maybe that was his date. Maybe him and Snetterton were a, a secret couple. Oh, yeah, because he's um, possibly on the other bus. He's turned up on his own, um, along yeah. with Dolby and Dolby's wife. Dolby um, is is really desperate, isn't he? Oh, Far too desperate. Yes, yeah. And and Snetterton I found very snivelling as well. I think the, the the name seems to sort of suggest... It's a great name, isn't it? It's like yeah. almost Dickensian, the way Dickens had these Absolutely. brilliant descriptive... But the Dolby's like Stato, isn't he, with his plaudits? <laughs> yes, he is. He's getting out. He's getting out his calculator and trying to impress Sir that way. And Sir is pissed as a fart. Yeah, he doesn't want to be fucking charmed with a calculator, does he? No. And practically tells him to pipe down. Sir's quite emotional about the fact that he's leaving and he's passing this on. He's passing this this the, the baton on to to the, the next generation almost. Yeah, Margot says, "How tragic!" When he announces his retirement. Yeah, she does not think that in the slightest. She's very excited. She's shameless. She is, isn't she? Yeah. However, this fact file that Jerry's put together in preparation for wowing Sir at the meal, um, he's, he's dropped it in the garden on the way to get in the car in, yep. at Tom and Barbara's. So it's, it's on the driveway and luckily 
Tom and Barbara have found it and turn up at the fatted calf with the thing to give back to Jerry. Yeah, but of course by this point, Sir is, like, absolutely bluted. Well, now, here's the rub. I shall not be announcing my successor until the last moment before I leave. He who replaces me is going to have to be absolutely the right chap. Yeah, yeah, sir. Quite unfair, but snap question. What makes you think you've got what it takes? He's he's doing all the jowl shaking and growling and sort of barking orders like a sergeant major, isn't he? Sort of enjoying holding court and he's sort of, he's almost teasing them because he's making them in the middle of this meal, which is supposed to be a celebration, he's making them sort of almost apply for the position that all three of them want. And yes. this is where Jerry's panic comes from when he suddenly realises he hasn't got his, his format. But Snetterton is obviously too crawly. Yeah. The other fella is obviously too tragic. And you just know as soon as this um as soon as the goods turn up to save the day with, with the format, that Jerry's gonna smash it out of the park, isn't he? Absolutely. And I'm so it was nice to see the goods reciprocating all the things that Jerry does for them. Because you can imagine that that is exactly what Jerry would do if it was Tom. Mm. He would turn up with the thing in order to help save the day. Not to get any glory from it, but to just help their mate out. But Jerry wouldn't have asked for the taxi fare home. <laughs> no, no, he wouldn't. That is very true. Um, Sir so, um, meets them at the door as well with Jerry and encourages them to come in. Um, Tim and Fatima. Yep. as he thinks they're called. And then he calls him Ted <laughs> later on. Yeah. So he really is paralytic and cannot remember the names. They, they come and join the, 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 the party at the table. And uh, Sir does say that if, if Tim was still with JGM, you'd have been hard pushed to beat him, which must have pissed all three of them off. I think he's on the wind-up because he didn't even pay any attention to Tom. I think he's just doing it because he likes to have them all competing against each other. It exactly, his ego. and he's pissed. He's pissed he's, as yeah, well. Yeah, and he's pissed. Uh, so the the goods plan to sit down and join the guys at the table and take their Macs off to reveal <laughs> wonderful green knitted clothes. Tom's suit is amazing. Yeah, it's it's the the obviously I will mention this um, in more detail in Fashion Corner, but. I think that it made me laugh when he took his coat off. And I, was, is it Jerry that just shows? Good God! <laughs> Good God! Yeah, but Briar's—we mentioned his physical comedy before. But the yes. way he sort of stands there, fiddling with his um, pocket, and just yes. sort of looking all like cock of the walk because he's got yeah. this homemade suit on. I thought it was hysterical. Really they put good. that together very quickly as well, the gods, considering mm. that they are just in the midst of dying and weaving and then, then they've managed to put together a suit in such a short time. It is class. It's a belter, isn't it? It is. It I really want is. a suit like that. A knitted suit. And it, I like the fact that it was a little bit like, it was like lolling a bit on one side where it had <laughs> just been like over overwoven a little. But it, oh, yeah, it was it was a great reveal. Do you think Jerry would have ended up with the job if he'd let Tom weave him a suit and turned up wearing that same suit? Oh, God, I think he'd have just looked like a madman. I think Sir would have just thought that he was having some kind of episode. Yeah, perhaps. I think Snetterton would have would have got it. Um, in mentioning Snetterton, the actor who played Snetterton, yes. Philip Maddock. All right. Ruth Maddock's ex-husband. Is that right? Sorry, I can't say I can't say Ruth Maddock without pronouncing it. Ruth Maddock. <laughs> Philip Maddock. Heidi, hi. Oh, wow. Hello, campers. Oh. Yes. 
So there you go, there's a little bit of trivia. I like that. That's good trivia, that. Anything that's involving Ruth Maddock is good trivia. There was uh, one other thing I wanted to mention in this episode, which was... um, Yes? Where Tom and Barbara had done their demonstration and Margot and Jerry were just leaving. And they're sort of discussing making their own suit and all this sort of business. Yeah. Jerry and Tom trade insults. Jerry comes in and calls them troglodytes. Yes. Which is which is a nice word. You don't hear very often, but it's quite... You don't, no. ...appropriate for the way the goods live their life. And then Tom, in retaliation, calls Jerry a gracious liver, which isn't a phrase I was familiar with. Do you know that one? I don't. I've never heard that before. Because it's a really quick-fire scene. He just says... Jerry comes in and says, troglodytes. And, and Tom just says, gracious liver. No, I, I vaguely remember that. I do. But go on, tell me. Gracious liver apparently is a person who lives elegantly and according to standards of good taste, frequently with an element of pretentiousness implied. Ah, there we go. I think it's with the highlight on the pretentiousness hmm. for Tom to say it to, to Jerry. A, a more apt um, riposte I can't think of at this time. That was a perfect riposte from Tom, because Jerry is definitely a gracious liver. A gracious liver. There you go. I might try and bring that back. I initially thought, when when you said it then, I, I thought it was like a liver, as in... A body organ. <laughs> like his liver's <laughs> fucked from all the gin he's been drinking. You gracious liver. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just yeah. It's just a, a a gin holder, isn't it, for for Jerry? So so much fashion in this episode beyond the obvious green suit of Tom's. Let's have a little trip over to Fashion Corner. Fashion Corner. Fashion Corner. Fashion Corner. At the start of the episode, where we are on the golf course with the Leadbetters, they're both dressed to the nines for, for playing golf. You you know that they've got all the gear for for, for sports. You know we've we've seen before that Margot, even for things that are just like a passing a passing pastime, such as the pony club, she needs all the gear mm. to feel part of what's going on. So she's she's wearing like a roll neck jumper and checked skirt in in this scene to play golf in, which it did confuse me a little bit because my my husband is a golfer and my son is and they both have to have like the, the buttoned collared shirt do they for playing golfing this yeah. is why I hate golf it's such a fucking snobby sport it's one of the things and but it can be like a polo shirt my son play, plays in a polo shirt but these the, these guys have got roll neck tops on right so no collars which I don't know if that's I don't know if rules change I don't know I'm not sure you would have thought they would be in a really exclusive golf club rather than a municipal exactly place. yeah but you can just turn up and play yeah so it, it, it struck me that there was there was roll necks jackets and slacks but they're almost matching in this scene as well if you look at yeah. what they're wearing they're almost like who's dressed you to because they are in blues and greys and almost in sort of identical golf wear Jerry's got a really shit gold gold cap on he has yes I didn't like that hat in, in a later scene Margot is in a shawl, it's like a striped shawl, grey, white, green and orange, like really sort of funky colours, with a, a, I think what was an elephant brooch on the on the shawl and, and wearing a black hat just to, to sort of like tie the outfit together and looked amazing. Barbara reveals the tabard that she was making from 
Tom's jumper in the previous week where she cut the arms off to make leg warmers. Mm. And she's actually wearing the red jumper tabard in the kitchen. I didn't even notice, you know. That's great continuity, isn't it? Yeah. So, that, so it's there. The thing that she was making, it, it's it's there in, in the next episode. Uh, Margot's in a red jumper with a white shirt and brooch. I think it's like a, like a pantsuit that she has on. And it's, it's, it's so cool. It's something that you can imagine people wearing now that kind of style of like jumpsuit is is still very very fashionable so the Margot ahead of a time when Jerry arrives at the goods in order to tell Margot that they're, they're off for dinner with Sir with the possibility of, of having the job handed over um, Jerry's very suave as always he's like a check jacket and he's got a hanky a hanky in his pocket when they head out for the meal later on, they're both in classic black and white. Um, it's like a penguin suit. Jerry's in like a, 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 a tuxedo. Margot's in, in full on black with a with a fur stole, which is very of its time. But they both look. You could you could sort of transport them into modern day, and it was it would yeah. still look classic. They look wouldn't very elegant. Out of place. They? they do look very elegant, and then. The big reveal at the end is Tom's knitted suit, which, like I said, it's it's a little bit misshapen, which is probably not the worst thing you could, you could say about it, but it's slightly misshapen. It's a very, very nettle green colour, isn't it? It's, it's definitely absorbed a lot of that colour from the nettles. But it's it's very I don't know, it's very Tom, isn't it? I think I think he suited the, the, the crazy green suit. It's just occurring to me now that it almost matches Margot's car in colour. It does. It's very nineteen seventies yeah. green. There's certain colours, certain shades of colours which I sort of I can I can sort of see within different time periods. And this is a very nineteen seventies green, I think. We had an orange um, Austin Allegro and when I see it in pictures, I I just I just think to myself, I've never seen an orange like that orange anywhere in modern day life. It's just a 1970s orange. No, it probably doesn't exist. Yeah, it doesn't exist anywhere else. And I felt that about this green. It's very of that Mm. time, isn't it? Um, But he's even got a tie on with him, which really made me laugh. That he's got a tie on. He's got the whole kit and caboodle and the, the... you're waiting for that. Obviously, when you, when people first watched that in the 70s, they wouldn't be aware of where this was going. But the big reveal at the end of this suit, I think, is is a testament to the writing of this episode. But also, I think, Richard Bryce's comic ability to... He, he knocks this scene out of the park, as far as I'm concerned, because he's, he's just... <laughs> just the reveal of it under that coat is... I think it's perfect. It's a, it's a perfect good life episode ending for me this I wonder who's got that suit now I wonder what happened to it I wonder where it wonder is if Dickie was buried in it I would have wanted to keep it if I'd been Richard Briers I'd have had an open casket just so that everybody could see <laughs> yeah. it and touch it <laughs> either that or the green jumper with the holes a little um, and it's, I don't suppose it's fashion but a little shout out what, what would you call it more like grooming Sir is sporting some crazy big bushy eyebrows Yes. Proper old man eyebrows. I'd never old noticed in eyebrows. previous episodes how bushy these eyebrows were. It's not often you see big bushy eyebrows like that anymore. Oh, no, it is. Really? Oh, yeah. Particularly on old people. Yeah, any any old celebrity, did you know, you get to a certain age. Apparently, if you start plucking them, like I pluck my eyebrows, I get big cables coming out my eyebrows. Yep. Now, so I pluck, like, white ones, so I pluck them. 
but then they just grow back stronger, apparently. Yes. I wish um, mine did. I plucked all mine out when I was 16 and now have literally no eyebrows. Oh, dear. Yeah. You, you, yeah. Drawn on efforts, are they? They're, 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 um, I had them semi-permanently tattooed on because I, I did such a bad job when I was a teenager. I don't suppose you can... Yeah, it means that you can't vary your expression. No, I just look permanently surprised. You can't raise them well, <laughs> or maybe arch them when you're not happy. I had, to, I had to have someone do them because I used to just draw them on myself and it did look like I was in a permanent state of shock. Did you not, were you not tempted to get one at an angle like the rock? <laughs> <laughs> I should do. I should do. So, yeah, they are... I just follow the line now that somebody else tattooed on. I know. Well, next time I'm over, I'm going to have to inspect your, inspect your drawn the eyebrows. On eyebrows yeah. yeah. I never yeah. noticed that. Well, they must be done quite well because I've never particularly, or I'm just unobservant, one of the two. Decades of practice. But yeah, it, it got to the stage where I had to get somebody else to. See, I'm looking at you now and they went up and down. Yeah, because yeah, it's the, the, the. I suppose it's your forehead, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, oh well. See, they do, they do go up. I think I should cut this bit out, this dissection of your <laughs> eyebrows. Eyebrow get. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a MVP in this episode? I did. I think that my MVP for this episode was Tom. <laughs> I know. Um, I think because the willingness to, to rush along to save Jerry, to take the format along to the fatted calf for the meeting to save jerry's jerry's skin and also for his his ability to share the the skill that, he, that he'd learned with margot he, he was quite keen to show it off as this this new skill that they developed to to to, to weave weave the wool to, to to make clothes out of and also for the green the green suit reveal at the end just the comedy of the of the green suit yeah, for briar's acting yeah what about yourself tom also i'm afraid Boo! No, not really. I know I booed, but yeah. There was nobody else to really give it to in this episode. Yeah. For all the reasons he said, but also, he still doesn't care about Sir's nonsense. He's not remotely interested. He just he just really takes the mickey and, and humours him. Yeah. He doesn't go too far to, so, to the extent that he might ruin Jerry's promotion chances, but he just really couldn't give a shit when Sir starts buttering him up, saying, if Tim was still at the company, Tom's just like, oh, turn it in, Andy. He? Yeah, he's not he's not taken in by it, is he at all? No, no, no not at all. I did like uh, Jerry is is the MVP I vote for most these days, and mm. I, I must have, and Tom isn't going to trouble Jerry at the top with with these two votes from us. But I did like Jerry at the very start of the episode where he pruned the rose bush. Was it the rose bush? And Margot was saying, "Oh yes, yes." Where, he wasn't entirely sure where to prune, and he's like, here. And she's like, no, 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 no. Oh, well, here. And then he just got fed up and snipped the whole thing just off. Just chopped it. Just chopped the whole lot off. Yeah. That made me laugh. But no, yeah, like you, Tom, this week. So, as we are nearing the end of this series, do you know what the next episode is, Ben? I, I went to the effort of finding out this week, yeah. Well done. Um, it is Sweet and Sour Charity. Oh, Okay. And as a title, it doesn't ring any bells. No. Can't remember no. what it is. So Okay, well, that's good. We'll Look find out next week. To watching that. So if you're enjoying what we are doing, you can join us at Saddle Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Um, we post out rare videos and clips of things. On our Facebook page, you can find us by searching for Saddle Podcast. Subscribe to our newsletter by visiting our website at saddle.club. 
where you can get more information about us, read the blog, listen to episodes if you don't do podcast apps. You can get in touch with us as well via email at saddopodcast at gmail.com. Tell us all about the things that we missed. And subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. So we'll see you next week. What's it called? I've forgotten already. Sweet and Sour Charity. Sweet and Sour Chicken. There's a chicken then. Sweet and Sour Charity. So we'll see you next week for Series 4, Episode 6. Sweet and Sour Chicken. Charity. Sweet and Sour Charity. Until then, I'll see thee. See you next time.